The mountainside above Skagway's railroad dock is separating at a rate of over an inch a year. A partial plan for waterfront redevelopment is made public, plus the Princess Medallion Pay Program suffers a setback in Skagway. And Haines officials will reconsider a moratorium on new tour permits at Chilkoot Lake Recreation Area. A celebration of life is planned for a 2020 landslide victim. Roads from the storm that caused that landslide are now being repaired. And a group of student diplomats will visit Haines next weekend. It's the KHNS Local News. I'm Mike Swayze. Those stories are up next. KHNS is searching for a news director and we'll have limited news coverage until the right person is found. In the meantime, we'll bring you interviews with local government officials and newsmakers. Today, we have Skagway Mayor Andrew Cremata and Chilcat Valley News reporter Max Graham. Mayor Andrew Cremata, thanks for joining us today. Let's talk about uh, all the developments in Skagway. A lot came out of the most recent assembly meeting, including an assessment of landslide potential above the railroad dock. What's the latest happening down there? The assembly approved the expenditure to bring in our own engineers slash geologists to have a hard look at the area above the railroad dock where all the landslides have been happening. Obviously, anybody who has been down there has seen that large overhanging rock, but there's a much larger area up there that has been compromised. You know, we learned recently that that area is slipping away from the mountainside an inch and a half, two inches per year. Obviously, with that kind of movement, there's great concern. And is there anything that needs to be done or that can be done to help prevent people who work underneath that area from being injured by a landslide? Well, obviously, you know, these landslides aren't happening all the time, but I mean, the only way to be 100% safe down there is to not be underneath it. So is there a plan to move the staging area from, you know, right at the end of the dock to, let's say, the small boat harbor? I think that's something we're going to be tackling right away. Obviously, we're going to have to work in conjunction with White Pass. They have the rail easement, and so I know a lot of the gathering areas for people who are taking shore excursions and tours are on that land or on the dock. So, you know, you have other issues underneath of that area, including the fuel tanks from Petro. There's a tour sales booth down there, the bathrooms. It's a major staging area. So there's a lot we have to look at and it's in stages of infancy of looking into it, but it is a number one priority for us right now. Staying on the waterfront, the port development 30% design plans have been made public. What are those plans looking like? Well, they look great. I, you know, it's an ambitious timeline, but at the same time, this is a multi-year process. It's already been going on for quite a while. And so KPPF uh, presented the Port and Harbor Committee and the Assembly with the 30% plans, and it looks great. It's good to see that we're progressing and staying within budget. Are those plans available online for people to go see? Absolutely, yeah. They were included in the assembly meeting packet. On the skagway.org. Let's move on to the clinic board. Your resolution was passed to allow funding for some training for the volunteer board. Tell us more about that. Well, so I went through all of the onboarding materials for the clinic board uh, last week and came to the conclusion that it's going to be necessary to make sure that every board member who serves is empowered to fully understand their role as a board member and the liabilities they incur by being a board member. It's not to say that all of the clinic problems fall squarely on the shoulders of the board, but the way I look at it is this is a clean slate. We're going to empower every board member to be the best they can be, and if we have a highly functioning board, In turn, we're going to have a highly functioning clinic. There's also training for the assembly and mayor on there so that we can interact with the board in a more positive way. 
And finally, Princess's Medallion Program, which is this kind of cashless, credit cardless pay system that would cost participating businesses in Skagway up to 18% plus uh, city tax plus tips. What happened with the ordinance brought by Assemblyperson Potter? It passed the first reading, so uh, it was a 4-2 vote, so there's you know a couple of uh, dissenting opinions, but that's a healthy way for democracy to work. Obviously, the overwhelming majority of business owners are in favor of this action, so uh, there's a couple of weeks to make some tweaks to the ordinance, and then it'll come before the assembly for final approval at the next assembly meeting. And one of those dissenting views, uh, Assemblyperson Bass commented that how much are we going to regulate businesses from doing uh, business? I certainly respect that opinion and, and don't necessarily disagree the vast majority of the time. But, you know, another example of government regulating predatory type businesses would be uh, payday loans, which numerous states have made illegal because they are predatory. So, you know, one could make the argument that, you know, it is the role of government to step in when business practices could be perceived as predatory. Mayor Andrew Cremata, thank you very much. My pleasure. Have a great day. Chilkat Valley News reporter Max Graham, thanks so much for joining us today. What's happening in Haines? Well, thanks for having me, Mike. So our lead story in the paper this week is about the uh, Tourism Advisory Board here last week recommended lifting a four-year-old moratorium on new commercial tour permits out at the Chilkoot Lake State Recreation Site. And that's been an issue that the borough has debated for years, sort of how best to manage visitors out along that narrow section of the Chilkoot River between the lake and Lutak Inlet. It's notorious for overcrowding. I mean, mainly because it's like one of the best places to view brown bears fishing for salmon on the road system. So this issue now will move to the assembly and the assembly will review a moratorium that they had placed on new commercial tours out there in 2018. How many tours are grandfathered in on that road? So right now there are about 10, 10 companies have permits to run tours out there from the borough. The state also permits tours out there and actually borough code only requires companies that run single day tours or tours like less than 24 hours to be permitted by the borough. So any company that has a multi-day tour, they only need a permit from the state out there. And I'm still waiting for a number um, to see how many are permitted by the state. All right. What else is going to be in the latest issue of the Chilkat Valley News? We also have a preview uh, for a celebration of life that will be had for David Simmons the weekend of July 15th to 17th. So next weekend, David tragically died in the December 2020 Beach Road landslide. There's a full schedule of events on Facebook and on bulletin boards around town. And then you're also covering road repairs in the Haynesboro. Yeah, that's right. So there's another story that's an update on some of the repairs that the borough is working on for roads damaged by flooding and landslides during that December 2020 event. And the three main ones that are expected to happen this summer are repairs on Young Road, Porcupine Trail Road, and Totem Street, and then several more are slated for next summer. Construction will begin on, on several more next summer. And are these going to be funded by the borough? These are FEMA-funded projects, so they're to to repair roads back up to where they were before the disaster occurred. And then finally, some international students are coming to Haines. What's happening with this group? Yeah, so this uh, program called the Student Diplomacy Corps is having 10 
uh, high achieving high school students from around the country and even one from Uzbekistan and one from Bolivia come to Haynes. They'll be here for a week starting on Sunday. They'll be staying at the Halsingland Hotel for two nights. They're going to camp out at Chilkoot Lake. They're going to Klukwan for a backpacking trip around Mount Rapinski. And it's one stop on a bigger program through Alaska. This is actually the first time the program has done a trip through what they call student diplomats within the U.S. Normally they go overseas, but they've chosen Alaska as their destination this summer and they'll be in Haines next week. Reporter Max Graham, thank you so much for giving us a preview of the latest issue of the Chilkat Valley News. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. For KHNS News, I'm Mike Swayze. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to and read local news stories online at khns.org. You can also subscribe to KHNS News anywhere you get your podcasts.